Hey guys, welcome again to another episode of JNR Basketball. This is Ronnie. Once again, we have Jonathan. How are you doing, Jonathan? I am doing good, Ronnie. How are you? I'm very good. Yes, thank you. And hey, once again, I'm leading the podcast. Thank you. So what, how how do you think I did last time? It was uh, it was an interesting experiment. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed being on the other side of things. So right, it was, yeah, uh, it is it was nice. But I, I did do a miss lo- the power the power that I have. When I'm in I charge. could tell you were like, what about this? What about that? You know, I'm like, but- shut up, Ronnie. It's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's fine. I don't care. But yeah, it is. Uh, I actually enjoyed you know preparing for it and just having all the information and just letting you relax and just kind of add in your little tidbits there here and there. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. So here we are again. We're doing it again. And this will probably be my last time before I let you take over again. <laughs> but yeah, so in this episode, we're going to talk about mostly fantasy basketball. So we started a league, so we're, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, I'm going to ask you some players, you know, which ones you would choose when it comes up to your, your choice in a draft. And then we're going to go over draft strategies. You know, what, what do you do in your draft? And then again, just like I said last time, if we have time, I'm going to go into the, re- the results for FIBA too. So we'll see about that <laughs> we'll see about that all right so uh, first i wanted to talk about the punch heard around the world first oh since, yes uh, yeah i'm sorry i forget about the news yeah okay, i know so, yeah. you, you <laughs> always forget about the news the stuff right, that yes. i care about the news thank you uh, for so pointing we, that out go ahead yeah yeah we talked about it last time draymond green and jordan Poole had an altercation at a practice and apparently it turned physical and draymond green punched jordan Poole. at that time it was all just a news story. There wasn't any video of it. Well, soon enough, TMZ Sports ended up with the video of it. And I don't know if you have – have you had a chance to see it, Ronnie? Yeah. Um, it, it looks kind of rough. It's, it kind of looks like security footage. You're just overlooking the whole entire you know, yeah, basketball court. You know, they just, record their practices. And yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It wasn't like you know HD, NBA, 4K sort of quality. Right. But – Draymond Green is definitely the aggressor here. He gets up in Jordan yeah. Poole's face. Jordan Poole pushes him off, which would you would do if anyone was charging at you. And then Draymond just charges at him and, and punches him across the face. I was mm-hmm. kind of blown away that you could – I mean we obviously knew what was going to happen. That's why we were watching the video of it. But yep. the people that were around there, they didn't try to separate it. They didn't try to de-escalate the situation at all when Draymond came just booking it over to Jordan Poole. And, mm-hmm. and, and even after Jordan Poole pushed him away, I felt like somebody – at some point was going to step in between them but that never happened until after the punch was delivered so i was kind of yeah. i was kind of blown away by that i felt like it was pretty obvious what was going on mm-hmm. and and some of those staff should have tried to step in step in front of that and intervene so jordan pool has apologized not jordan pool draymond green has apologized to jordan pool uh but I thought one of the interesting quotes that came out of that was Steve Kerr. It was something like, I've been in basketball for 32 years or some some ridiculously long number. Uh, and I've seen over 20 fist fights amongst teammates. Never before has it been leaked to the public like this. And, and yeah, we really need to kind of clean up our shop. And I agree. I, it's It's got to be so embarrassing to have your dirty laundry aired in front of the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be a story that's going to, that's going to stick around with them for a while. You know, now are they going to trade Draymond? Are they going to keep Jordan Poole? You know, can those two yeah. coexist? These are all storylines that you don't want to have to deal with in a, the grueling NBA season. So I was, I was shocked that the video came out. I'm super happy that the video came out yeah. because it really, you really had no idea who, who was the aggressor, who was at fault here. But I think without, any doubt at all, you can say that Draymond Green is 100% in the wrong here. No matter what Jordan Poole said, Draymond's the one that escalated the situation and, and ultimately is the one that was violent. Yeah, it's it was just really weird to me that the video actually came out too. You know, like who, 
it made, made me think, you know, like who released the video? Why did they release it too? Are they trying to get Draymond in? And yeah, are they trying to get him in trouble on purpose for some reason? Because he does want to get paid again, right? So I don't oh, no. know. That, I, I, just, I guarantee you it was one of the just the low level IT interns who yeah. did it and sold it because That's they got paid what I think. to sell yeah. to TMZ. Like, yeah, TMZ is like, you know, called the security guard who gets paid like 35000 a year or whatever, you know? Right. And then he's like, We'll give you a hundred thousand dollars for this. <laughs> F this Done. job, I'll sell it to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And, like, you can't fault the guys for that. I mean, right. They probably were offered. A, this is a big story. It's a big story in the NBA, and it's very unexpected. You know, they just won the championship. You didn't. You think everything is kumbaya there? Yep. Yeah, I've heard stories of like Michael Jordan punching. Who was he punching? I don't know. He punched somebody. Steve Kerr, I think. Was it? Okay, yeah. So yeah, I think like, so. he hit somebody, and then uh, yeah, just so you hear about it, and but you just never see it like these videos, right. and yeah, it's just. But what, what was? Is there any? I haven't looked at any like decision on it for suspension suspensions or anything. Has there been anything on that? So no, I, not not to my knowledge, at least okay. as of now. But Draymond Green was suspended by the Warriors for a verbal altercation that he had last season. I, I forget how many games they suspended him. Mm. So I have to imagine that you suspend him for a physical altercation, right. you know, conduct detrimental to a team, I think is what they used for the verbal altercation. Yeah. He made contact this with is, him, like with his, this is fist, a way worse. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's on video. So it just makes it, I don't it's know. What, what is it about? Like you hear about something and then you're like, well, whatever, you know, they, you know, they, they got into like a, some sort of skirmish or, you know, some sort of, something you know but then seeing it you're just like oh that's bad Oh, it's always much worse yeah yeah and i think the biggest example of that is you know ray rice when he punched his fiance in the elevator yep. you're like you're like oh that sounds pretty bad and then you see the video you're like oh my god this is <laughs> so, so much, much worse. worse than i ever imagined and right. i think it's because you know you and i both have kids our kids mm. exaggerate you know oh my sister hit me yeah. and she hit me so hard and you're like okay first off she can't hit you that hard because she's four <laughs> right. um, and it's just like you know they bumped into each other so i think we're just used to exaggeration and over the top ridiculous stories yeah uh, even most fights that you see are mostly just you know thinking of baseball fights or nba fights where it's just you know a little shove here and there and and, and then you know yep. they're bumping chests and stuff so it's never you know oh, it's physical well kind of it's it's just kind of stupid but this was yeah. legit this is a legit punch yeah so i the, i don't know what's going to happen is the nba going to step in and suspend him if if the warriors don't, don't so. do anything i think i think the warriors will do something i think they'll take care of it in-house uh, yeah. Especially now that the video's out, they're they're going to be forced to respond. They're probably hoping to sweep this all under the rug. Uh, mm-hmm. They obviously can't do that now, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do and, and and see how the season starts and see if those guys can coexist in the uh, the Warriors locker room as they defend their their championship. They will. They'll be fine. It's just oh, they'll got, be fine. They're always yeah. fine. Yeah, it's just because you see it on video and it goes out to the public. This is like the first time that we've ever seen something like this, you know, because it's it's on video right. now. So. It's Everything's just on video. Really different. Yep. yep. Kids, remember that everything is on video now. So don't do something stupid that's going to come back and haunt you. <laughs> yeah. Twenty years later, There's security uh, the cameras thing, everywhere. Everywhere. People have TikToks and they're recording yep. everything every, all the time. The other thing I wanted to bring up real quick is, you know, in the last episode we asked you guys to chime in on was the Boston Celtics head coach was the suspension too much? Was it justified? Um, what What was that? And the overwhelming majority of responses have been. 
absolutely insane that he got a year suspension for this because yeah. it was a relationship between two consensual adults or a consensual relationship between two cons- consenting adults. There should have been no suspension involved with this. So, uh, I, I think I agree with that. There are adults making decisions. You know, were they good decisions? Were they bad decisions? Uh, it is what it is, but I don't think it warrants the suspension that he got. Uh, unfortunate that it worked out that way for the Boston Celtics, who are trying to again make it to the NBA Finals. We'll see how much it impacts them. But the overwhelming consensus from you, from the JNR basketball fans, are or was that it was it was a little steep, a little steep of a punishment. Yeah. What 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 do did anyone say what it what they thought it should have been? Do you think it should have been? And like what what would you have done in this situation for a suspension or anything? Because I'll tell you what I, I would have done. <laughs> I I wouldn't have done any suspension. Like. Whatever. It's just like, it's personal. It doesn't yeah. have, like, it, I, I don't know. I don't know why there's any suspension involved. Just be like, you could release the news and that's like punishment enough is just having that over your head and like, <laughs> yeah. have the fans oh, yeah. boo you and everything, you know? So I don't know. Maybe or, a, I don't maybe know, a the fans fine. Would boo them, they would maybe mock them. I would say maybe a fine that goes to a charitable organization and then maybe yeah. have them do some extra community service on behalf of the Celtics. I mean, nothing, nothing like major because I don't think it's a, a unfortunately you know adultery is something that happens every single day and i I, you know no crime was committed both both people were into it so what 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 charity would it be would it be singlemoms.com or (laughs) milfs.com i i don't know (laughs) whatever the boston you know boston boys and girls club something you know something generic something for the kids right because the kids are involved in this unfortunately so yeah there's kids involved yeah you gotta think about them too that's a good idea. I Somebody like that, Jerry. Please think of the children. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all I got, Ronnie. I'm going to hand the reins back over to you. Cool. It's about time. It took forever. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Just choking. No, thank you for the update. That's awesome. Okay, so we're going to talk about our fantasy basketball league. So the way that our league is set up is a little different than any other leagues. I Have you looked at anything about I the ha- league and how it... So- yeah, I I did have some questions for you on that. Okay, well is let me it, you know, I'll explain it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can go on with your I'll, questions. Then I'll criticize your uh, yes <laughs> your choices. So all the leagues are different, right? So I'm I'm manager. I'm like, cool. I get to do this the way that I think is going to be best because I hated the way it was set up. I don't I don't like all the dealing with you know shooting percentages and and then like I don't know just scoring like the one to ten deal where it's like you know you, your your team scores a bunch of points and then you get like. One point if you're the best of the week, so you, or if the worst about of the categories, week. Right? Yes, I, I hated the categories. Like, I hated yep. that crap. So I stayed away from that. Right. So we choose we chose head to head with points, and it's simplified big time too. So all it is is you get one fantasy point for every point scored. You get one point for every assist. One point for a rebound. You get two points for steals and three points for blocks. You get negative one point for turnover. That's it. It's just it's ridiculously simple and then because our league is larger we have 14 in this league as opposed to like 12 or 10 so i did reduce the amount of players per team that way you have a little bit more to choose from on you know free agent and waiver wires so we have just like you would on a regular basketball team for starters point guard shooting arm shooting forward power forward center and then two utilities too i added there's going to be three bench players and you have three slots for injured players so when the week goes on and you might have a player that gets injured the first game. You could substitute them out for the second game on one of your bench players and, and put the other player in an injured spot. So, yeah, that's... Do you want to go over your questions now or do you want me to... 
Yeah, I was curious to why you why you deviated from their default scoring system. Now, I I, I think the default is points are one, which is what you kept. Mm-hmm. Rebounds are one point two, which you dropped to one. Assists are one point five, which I believe you dropped to one as well. Yes, you did. Uh, steals are three and blocks are three. You dropped steals to two, but left blocks at three, mm-hmm. and then you left turnovers at minus one. So I was just kind of curious to. What was your motivation from deviating from from the default league settings yeah. with me knowing that you have not been a commissioner of an NBA fantasy league before? So <laughs> I guess the question is, who do you think you are? <laughs> so I just wanted to put emphasis on the most important thing, which is is points. Um, I think people kind of get away from you know, like when they do fantasy sports, I think they look at too many categories. And the reason I changed it is because I just... I wanted to make sure that like points is most important with along with assist and rebound. So let me, can you go back and tell me what was the original? Cause I don't even remember what the original was. What yeah. was the original? So uh, I'm looking at the default uh, and it's rebounds are 1.2 and assists are 1.5. Okay. So I dropped so, that because again, I wanted points to be the most important thing because it is right. That's what wins games. But sure, sure. at the same time, I don't want, one player to get like a, a bunch of rebounds and then they they're just racking up the the points because like all they do is rebound you know i mean rebounds are important but it's still not as as important as scoring so so even- i think the reason i guess the problem i have is i believe the standard scoring sort of sets all of those at the same level where now you are like you mentioned you're giving points the priority mm-hmm. for better or worse yeah it's really it really changes the way that you draft right it does. And it's new for everybody. We're on the same playing field. Here's another thing is that you could just go back to last year's results, you know, from 2022 and just look and see who is a, who, what player scored the most points, what player scored the most assists, what ones scored the most rebounds. So you could really organize your team and just look and see like which, which player does all three of these things too, you know? So, um, it kind of makes it easier for research because it, it's tough for, for researching things when it comes with like 1.5 rebound for, point for per rebound or 1.2 for assist and i could just go I, back i guess i guess that's the difference right is that if you have the tools and the resources it it really doesn't matter what your scoring system is yeah but you're you're saying if you don't have that and you're just looking at somebody's stat line it's a little bit easier when you're not trying to say okay 12 rebounds times 1.2 right equals 14.4 okay and then and, and you have to kind of do that extra math yes that and again it just points are most important because you know that's like the biggest number here. You know, you could have a player okay. that, that scores like 25 points where it's really rare that you're going to get like 25 assists or 25 rebounds, but they're all one, one point, you know, I did increase the steals and blocks. Well, I, or maybe, maybe it's no, the no, same. You, I think you dropped, you dropped steals to two. What was it before? Kept, they're both steals and blocks are three in the standard. Oh, okay. Both um, of them. Okay. In the standard league. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you changed steals to two. Yeah. And so left blocks at three. I was thinking about leaving the steals at three, but I wanted the blocks to did. be. You did, Ronnie. <laughs> I wanted the blocks to be more important because when we were talking about this podcast, you know, that's that's like the thing that energizes the crowd, right? Like they, you see a block and everyone gets up and cheers and yells. You know, it's like that's a big deal, right? That's so why I, I wanted right. that to be a big deal when you're watching the games and you see a block and your player gets a block and you get three points. I want you to stand up and jump and yell and be like, "Heck yeah, that was my guy." steals i dropped a little bit because i feel like sometimes a steal isn't credited to the correct player 
like one guy might like tap the ball away and like he might bump a guy or something like that cause a guy to lose a ball but then the other guy ends up with a ball and gets credited with a steal so that's really the my main reason why i dropped that one but i did still want these particular ones to be an increase compared to like points scored and assists and rebounds because i want you to think about defensive players that do steal the ball a lot and get lots of blocks because now you're not looking at just offensive players you're looking also on the defensive right. side well i don't think you're going to find a player that's going to get 10 blocks a game that's going to warrant 30 points versus somebody that scores 30 points per game how many did robert williams saying. get when the playoffs when he was blocking all those shots i need to have he like six blocking he wasn't blocking 10 points a game or 10 <laughs> blocks a game so i mean five blocks right that's 15 points do you what was the highest number of blocks in the season i i didn't you know no i didn't look it looks like Anthony Davis averaged 2.3 blocks per season last year. Average, yes. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 2.1 blocks per season. Or, I'm sorry, 2.1 blocks per game per mm -hmm. season would be terrible. So those look like – so on average, here's a 2.3, here's a 2.2. It doesn't look like there's anybody that averaged three blocks a game. Yes, average. So on average on – well, average is what it's all about. <laughs> average, you're going to get – best case scenario you'll get 10 points from somebody on blocks yep yeah you're gonna want to look at those players still right so it just it makes it no <laughs> i'd rather you you've you've given so much more to points that somebody like oh anthony davis scores a lot of points maybe that's not a good example it's a combination so normally the players that block it is a center and they they get right. an average of maybe like 15 points per game so on top of their blocks it's, it's going to add up. And on top of the rebounds, that's another thing, too. Right. So, yeah, there's some ways that you could think of it, like positive and negative, okay. I guess. So it just it makes it more fun. It makes it interesting. And that was my main well, we'll point. Well, we'll see. We'll see how yeah. it goes. So if, if any of you guys have deviated from the standard scoring league, let us know which direction you went, what you gave more power to or, or more or less power to. Uh, let us know and, and let us know how it worked out. So if you made a terrible blunder... And you gave, you know, too much value to something. How did it impact your league? How did it impact your draft? I'd, I'd love to hear any of those stories. So leave us a message on the JNR fan line and, and tell us your story. Yeah. What do you think about those managers? Do you like when they do that or do you like when they stay to the standard scoring? They probably, probably hate it. <laughs> I know. I, I'm wondering. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> no, I don't care. All right. Yeah. That's what I thought. You didn't even this read is... the notes on the, on the note I sent to everyone. There's only two people that read this big old update, you know, so I'm like... What's the big old update? What are you talking about? So there's a little chat. Have you ever seen the chat on the app? All right, hold on. Yeah, so I'm there's this big old... The message long... board? Yeah. Well, no, it's not the message board. It's just the regular chat. I don't know. It's like in... So are... do you have the app downloaded? I have it. I... I... Well, I'm looking on it as the... Uh... So we're using website. Yahoo, and it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks, Rody. <laughs> <laughs> no, for everybody I'm that wants at to know. It right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and then, and then, so I'm looking at my phone, and in the upper right corner, it has yeah. a little bubble for chat. I don't know where it is on the actual computer. I don't use desktop, so like, I'm not an old man. <laughs> I like my big monitors. <laughs> yeah, I don't see anything, but I I will download the app. Yeah. And I will, I will see what you're talking about. Honestly, so, you know, our, our friend Ryan is in a league and he, he has a lot of accountants, I think, that are in this. And I, I think they all use their laptops as well. So I maybe I should yeah. put something maybe on the should. message board. If you saw the message board, I'll, I'll put something on the message board. So maybe they'll see it there. Okay. 
They're probably like, what Sounds is this manager good. doing? He's not doing anything. <laughs> uh, right. So this this our draft is coming up next week. I'm excited. Yep. I have entered another league. It's a categories league. That draft is also coming up next week. Cool. So I am excited to uh, to see how this goes. And I'm, I'm interested to see how this impacts. Because I agree, points are worth more now to me than, than anything. Um, I, I guess, what tools are you using to research players, Ronnie? I am just going to be using last year's... Uh, I'm going to find some sort of website that just has like the league leaders and organizes them from top to bottom of who scored the most points, who scored the most rebounds. Uh, what one did I find? It, it's, there is some sort of website I have. I don't yeah, have I, I was going to recommend to everyone that's listening, if you're trying to say, okay, I need research, hashtag basketball.com has been my go-to resource for all of that. So you can put in your points categories or your point uh, your your scoring system you can put into hashtag basketball and nice. it'll apply that based off of what their projection for the seasons are what last year's results were um, so you know I, I changed the points from 1.5 or 0.5 or what it was to one and I changed your rebounds I changed it to our actual scoring system and I updated it and you can actually see Giannis is now it recommends as the number one draft pick over over Jokic, which is interesting, yeah. uh, based off of those changes that you made. And the reason is because Giannis scores on average four points more per game than Jokic, uh, and rebounds. You know, Jokic gets more rebounds, but that's not not as important anymore. Uh, yep. Giannis is going to have more blocks, so he becomes more valuable, uh, at least in the projection. Now it's close. I mean, it's less than a point, so potato potato. But it did. It was interesting how it made those with that updated scoring system. How it was able to do that. So that website is hashtagbasketball.com, and there is a ton of different ways you can look at the data, sort the data, review the data. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. I think they have a paid subscription as well. Uh, I don't currently have that. Even with the information that they have for free, it's a ton of data there. But if you're really looking to be, you know ahead of the game you could certainly sign up for the paid subscription there they're not a sponsor of the podcast or anything like that i just calling them out for having a really really good website uh that's super easy to use and super intuitive yeah that's actually really cool i like that you could input your your points you know per per fantasy league that's awesome right yep okay cool. so that's been my my main go-to one um, they also have adps on there based off of that right so you can you can look at adps from all of the different websites it, it collates them all there together and gives you an average that you can use as well. So uh, yes. it should be your it, – it's it's my only stop, but it should certainly be one of your stops uh, in your fantasy basketball research. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to bookmark it now that my fantasy manager changed all the scoring and everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Anything else you want to touch on that part? No, no, no. That's it. That's all I have. I, okay. I, like I said, I'm just curious to your motivation to why – uh, and I'm I'm interested to see how it will play off. And if anyone has any stories, I'd love to hear those as well. Yeah, I really like that you – join the other league too so you could see the difference between the two so that's cool thanks for doing that makes me want to join one i might do that too Probably i can not. send you the invite you can be in the same league yeah as i am i'll do uh, that i just don't know that you'll may be able to make the draft it's a little bit earlier in the day which is it it's okay is it free it is free yeah yeah i'll auto draft that I I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you <laughs> i'll send it to you offline and uh okay we'll, we'll discuss it later cool yeah. All right, so next part, I want to ask you which two players you choose when it comes to your turn to draft so i was doing a bunch of mock drafts and I'm going through this list of players, you know, every, every round. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, which one should I choose? This guy or that guy? Like, they're, they're like, so close. But then, like, you start thinking about, you know, the team they play for and, you know, this and that. I don't know. There's so many factors that go into it. So I just wanted to, I wanted to see what you would choose for some of these that came up. So sure. the average pick 
I'm, I'm going. So I was using Yahoo again, and I came across this choice. It had it had Luca on the board. His average pick on Yahoo was four point five, and then Durant at four point six. So I'm looking at both of these guys, and I'm like, geez, like, what, what, who do I pick out of these two? Like, they're both insanely good. Like, you got Luca; he's coming up. You know, Durant; he's historically been amazing too. Which one would you choose out of those two? So you're saying I'm number four. Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid are gone, mm-hmm. and then I'm looking at the, the ADP. I'm looking at has Luca as four and Durant at five, which right. is probably the same that you're looking at. Uh, I'm picking Luca over that, and there's a couple different reasons. One is I don't know how Brooklyn is going to jive together. Um, you know, we've talked about this on a podcast before. Yeah. Are, is there too much drama going to be happening there that's going to impact? them especially if they start to lose games luca is a scorer he can score points in bundles he can put up a ton of points very quickly almost effortlessly and i think he's going to continue to do that he gets a decent amount of rebounds a game because he he is a bigger guy he's a big body and his assists aren't great but they're going to be i would say about average for a guard position so you're going to get good assists you're going to get good points uh, you're not going to get a lot of steals or blocks out of him. And unfortunately, you are going to get quite a few turnovers uh, versus compared to Durant, I should say. But I would take Luca simply because of, of the amount of points that he's going to score. Okay. And I want to, I want you to look at it from this point of view too. So Luca is a, a point guard, right? And Durant, I think he's considered like a, a forward. He's a forward. Like yeah, yeah. a power he's forward. Either a, could be a, yeah. maybe a center possibly. I don't know for sure. No, they're so, not. He doesn't. He doesn't want to ever be play play at that position. That's been well documented. Okay. So, is there any any difference in drafting those players? Like, are you going to try to draft like like Luca, your point guards first, because maybe there's not so many point guards available, and there's so many forwards available. But then you look at Durant, and you're like, well, I mean, it is Durant, you know. So, are you are you still drafting Luca because? He's Luca, or does that make any difference yeah. to you? Is just because of the available players in those positions. Not with the first pick. With the first pick, you take the best player that's available. I yeah. think. I think. Um, and in this case, I think Luca at number four. Luca is the best player available with the scoring system we have set up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I kind of think Durant because then he's there for rebounds and he does so much. And I don't know. It's just I I when it came to it. I I think I picked Durant because I just believe in Brooklyn this year. So I, and I don't want I don't want to see Luca on my team every single week when I pull it up. So that was my reasoning. So yeah, just curious what you thought <laughs> of that. Poor one. reasoning. Yeah, I, I mean you got to go with the best play. You have you said it best, right? Points is how you win game. Who's going to yeah. score more points? Right. Uh, in, in the fantasy scoring system that you have set up, and I believe that that is Luca. I'm not a Luca fan, uh, but if he wins me fantasy basketball, then so be it. Yeah. And then who does Luca have on his team that's left? You know, I don't know. I just I was thinking about that when Durant seems like he has yeah. a really good supporting cast there. So I don't know. Okay, so and that brought me up to my next round. Actually, this might have not been my round, but it was somebody's round. I saw Irving at sixteen point three. His average pick was sixteen point three, right next to Booker at sixteen point four. Um, I know you may play the favorite because you know you like Booker and you hate Irving. I know that for sure. <laughs> but um. Yeah. What which one of those players would you choose? Because I mean Booker, like there's all this stuff going on with the Suns this year with Sarver and then you know our our stupid center that we re-signed. <laughs> like what what do you think about those picks? Which one would you go for? Sure. Well, let me pull up their stats from last year real quick. Okay. Uh so I can compare the two. So yeah, Booker sure. So with um, with Aiton and everything, I mean like I don't I don't feel like he's motivated at all for to do anything on the team now that he's gotten paid. And I noticed that with 
with a lot of players. Like once they get paid, they kind of like sit back and they they almost take a season off in a way. And it not like a whole season, like not totally off, but you like you see a dip in their stats because they they got paid. Some people would be like, "What are you talking about? That's not true." But whatever, I, I, that's what I see. But what do you think? I mean, it happens. It happens, right? That's just a natural progression, right? You want to get paid. You, everyone works harder at work when they have an evaluation coming up. Yeah, it's just it's just the way it is. It's human nature. So I don't think he's going to quit. I mean, he's he's kind of he's been a lazy player, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't necessarily think that, that he's still going to be a top, uh, let's say, top eight center in the league. Yeah. And both of these guys, like, they're probably going to both play, you know, a full season because, like, Irving... Barring injury, yeah, they're yeah, both going to play a lot of games. You don't have to worry about him getting a shot or anything. <laughs> he got I, paid. I want to go with... I'm going to go with Devin Booker here um, for a couple different reasons. One is, looking at... So, Kyrie had better numbers last year. Uh, with the scoring system that we have, he scored almost exactly two points per game more than Devin Booker. Okay. So, not a huge difference there. but that was with no Ben Simmons on the floor. Ben Simmons is healthy now. The Suns team that's returning is more or less going to be the same. So I would expect Booker's numbers to remain about the same, where Kyrie's numbers I think are going to drop because now you have another mouth to feed. He's going to maybe his, his assists will go up, but his points will go down. Can you tell uh, the listeners what the numbers that you're looking at? I want to hear them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking at hashtag basketball, and I'm looking – I put in our scoring system, and I said, hey, show me the results from the 2021-2022 season. And it lists Kyrie Irving as number 14 overall points per game, and Devin Booker is number 18. So okay. Ky- Kyrie averaged 39.7 points per game. Uh, when I say points, fantasy this is points. fantasy yeah. points. Yes. Devin Booker, 37.6. So 2.1 points, not a huge difference. Now, the sample size is a lot bigger. Devin Booker played in 68 games. Kyrie Irving played in 29 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the points per game are more or less a wash. That's less than a point between them. Devin Booker has more rebounds than Kyrie Irving, which was a little bit shocking to me, honestly. Uh, the assist numbers, Kyrie Irving beats him there. Uh, Kyrie has a little bit more turnovers. Devin Booker looks like he's a little bit worse on the defensive side. He has less steals. So, I mean, in every category except for, no, in every category except for rebounds, Kyrie Irving outperformed Devin Booker. Uh, But again, smaller sample size without Ben Simmons. Yep. I think all of that is going to to have an impact on his performance next year. Uh, plus, you you had all the drama in the offseason. Now, the Suns, you're right, you had some drama in the offseason, but I don't think it was centered around Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to impact his game. That team's going to look very similar. The Nets are going to look a lot different because they have another all-star they have to put into the mix. So I would take Devin Booker there. It's pretty close. Certainly some personal bias is coming into this decision. Yeah. Uh, and that being that I don't like Kyrie and, and I, I'm a Suns fan. So obviously Devin yeah. Booker is high on my list. But yeah, that's I would take Devin Booker in that situation. Okay. I kind of figured that much. But yeah, just I, I do think Irving has a, a real big upside because yeah, I, I do think he's a little better overall than Devin Booker. <laughs> that's That's got to like trigger some people. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I just... I, I feel like Irving is a better pick here. Um, not by much, but yeah, I, I just had the choice and I was like, I wonder who Jonathan would pick out of these. So yeah, thanks you for knew. answering my question. You knew deep down. I, I kind of you, did. You're, you're but... absolutely trolling me by having, you're having Nets players in both, both, <laughs> yeah. both these questions. I, I just, I wanted to confirm my, my, what I was thinking. So, all right, cool. Thanks for answering that. I, I would pick Irving. So yeah. There. And you would fail. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't believe in the Suns this year. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I just don't. So if any family that are hearing this, they'll probably be like, oh, man, Ronnie just hates all the Phoenix teams. Like, I always talk bad about the Ronnie's Cardinals, you know, and the, now it's the Suns. Yeah. But I just have no hope in them. I mean, they, they haven't won a championship <laughs> ever in either of the teams. So ever. Whatever. I'm just, yeah. I'm kind of over them. Okay, so this is my last question for you. So the, these team, these players weren't next to each other, but I went down a list and they were, these are all bigger players. They were separated by quite a bit. So Anthony Davis was on a list. His average pick is 16.7. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So when he's healthy, he, he scores a lot, right? And then we have Rudy Gobert. He was, his average pick is 28. So that's like, a whole another extra round, right? And then Zion yeah. Williamson. So thirty eight point seven is his average pick, and I'm like, geez, that's like third so, round, almost borderline yeah. fourth round. So out of so you have you let's say you need to fill in the center position, right? And you have the choice out of all three of these players, which might happen if you're in the second round. Of course, I don't know why it wouldn't happen. So which out of those three players would you pick, though? Are you pulling up stats? One. Yeah, I am. I'm going to look at some stuff. Obviously, I don't have Zion playing last year yeah. because he was uh, he was hurt all last year. Exactly, that's a zero, um, right? So like, there's no. Like... So Zion's not a center. Zion is listed as a power forward. So take that into into consideration. Okay. Um, I the I can give you the order real quick, and then I can tell you tell you kind of some explanation of why that is. Yeah. I would take if I had to prioritize those guys. Anthony Davis, Zion, and uh, Gobert is going to be three on that list. And the reason is that Anthony Davis scores a lot of points. The Lakers score a lot of points. Um, He's projected to score 23.8 points this season, have 10 rebounds a game. Uh, He gets some assists as well, so that's that's something. I think the highest ceiling is going to be Zion. I would it'd be really hard to pass up Zion. Mm -hmm. No, it wouldn't. Um, (laughs) There's. you never know what you're going to get from Zion, right? He hasn't been healthy in a while. Yeah, you're going to get injuries. Dominant. You're going to get injuries. <laughs> I think he's going to score more points than Anthony Davis. I think he's going to have less rebounds and less assists than Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And I think Davis is going to be a better defender. So you're going to get those blocks a little bit more. Uh, Zion's going to handle the ball more. So I think he's going to have more turnovers per game than Anthony Davis as mm-hmm. well. Um, and you know, turnovers are, are minus one point. So that's something you have to be aware of as well Is he's going to fumble the ball a ton. Um, so I think I would take Anthony. I, I don't think I would take Anthony Davis there. I think Anthony, where did you have Anthony Davis going? 16.7. I don't think he's going to be there in the second round. I think Anthony Davis will go in the first round. Yeah. Cause he's, he's very popular, right? Especially with the Lakers, you know, people love the Lakers. They're going to no, be looking I'm for him. Just, I mean, he's, he scores regardless of the league that you're looking at, right? He's going to average, uh, if you're, if you're doing a categories league, his 10 rebounds a game is awful attractive. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's going to have a lot of points you could do better on, um, points per game. But if, if, you know, rebounds are the hard, I, in the category league, I think rebounds are the hardest one to get, um, to get good at. So if he's there, you're going to take him, um, in the top 10, I would, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, in our points league, I, I still think with the way that you have points being extra value plus all the rebounds he gets, I still think he's a really, really sexy pick there. Uh, so I would take him. I think Zion is going to be really good this year. Yeah, uh, there was a clip of him driving against Detroit, and I know it's preseason; it means nothing. But he got hit 
pretty hard. It was a pretty big foul, and he didn't even move. It was just like running into a brick wall at full speed, yeah. and he got the point to follow. His biggest weakness and why he's going to be a lot lower in the categories league, in that game, I think he went one for nine from the three-throw line. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get a hack-a-shack sort of mentality against him, especially late in games. He has to improve there. If he can improve his three-throws, He's head and shoulders above Anthony Davis because he's going to get fouled a lot. Yeah. But as it is right now, he is not a good three throw shooter. Uh, so be be cautious of that if you're in a categories league. And uh, I mean, if you don't care about three throw percentage, if you're just going to tank that one, that's fine. Yeah. But be aware of that for Zion. Uh, and then Rudy Gobert, he's in a new on a new team, a new face in a new place. It's going to take him a little bit of time to get used to that. I think he's going to have huge rebound numbers, but I think his points are going to be going to be down a little bit compared to those other guys i don't think he'll average more than 18 points a game yeah okay well, he I, might I, average more rebounds than points this season <laughs> i got a lot to say about this one so first of all there this you brought up my point first so zion missing all those free throws geez that's i'm so glad that we don't have to mess with free throw percentage in this league because that, that would drive me crazy you know if on one out of nine that's ridiculous like i don't want my league to be based off of like free throw percentage Ugh. So, but it is still based on points. So he he missed <laughs> yeah. out on eight extra points right there. So oh yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a little thing right there. So that was and, and more than that, right? You're gonna foul him if it's mm-hmm. it's not let him take an easy layup. Yeah, because you know he might he might miss both three throws. Imagine all those points he leaves. Like you see, he missed like twenty free throws in the game. You're just like ah, yeah. that's like twenty extra <laughs> points. So just make your stupid free throws. But yeah, it's like a hack a check situation with him. Um, and then yeah, I guess so. I my strategy was at first. So here's the other thing. In our league, right, I only have three bench spots. So that the reason I did that is because this makes you have to think, I need somebody reliable on my bench. I can't just put a bunch of injured guys and hope they, they could play. And I can't hold on to guys that are injured because they're giving me zeros and I don't have any room on my bench to, to you know put, put in a different player. So that was my, my reasoning behind this. And it's partly because of these players. When it comes to these decisions, Davis, Gobert, and Zion, you're going to be thinking about that. Do you want to pick Gobert, who's just reliable? He's going to play probably the most games out of all these guys. Or do you pick like maybe Anthony Davis in the first round, and then maybe the next round comes around, and you pick up Zion? That way, if Anthony Davis is injured, you could maybe flip-flop between the two of them. Or do you just stick with Gobert and just you know take the average stats, but at least he's getting you stats? So yeah, I, don't, I, I would honestly pick yeah, Anthony Davis. Yeah, some of that's to positions right at that yep. point, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if you're in the first round and you're taking Anthony Davis, right? I guess he does play power forward and center. Well, you could fill um, in a utility slot too. Utility is any player. So, oh sure, sure, okay. Yeah, it's it's a tough, it's a tough decision. I mean, those are tough decisions that everyone's making in fantasy yep. basketball. Um, you know, do I, you do you take the high risk, high reward player like Zion, or do you take the the slow and steady wins the race and, and go with somebody else? Yeah. So personally, I would pick Anthony Davis because when he does play, yeah, he scores a ridiculous amount. When he's injured, I would probably try to go for a Gobert in the next round. Get rid of him as soon as you can, right? Right. Don't, because, that's why you set it up. You can't hold on to those injured players. Right. You got you to gotta dump I, them. I want somebody reliable to replace him with if he gets injured. But if Gobert's not available, I would try for Zion because he's going in the later rounds, which is weird to me. I don't think he'll last. But yeah, just uh, that's that's the route I would go. And that, right. yeah, I don't know any any other picks you got for me. Any 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 tough ones that you thought no, I of? I think I think we we we've kind of talked about this a lot yeah. here. So I, I did a uh, 
a categories mock draft and I just kind of had to pick my category. I had the second pick, so I took Joel Embiid, number two overall. And, you know, he has high three throw percentage. He has high rebounds. Uh, he has high points. And I kind of built my team around that. So I ended up with a lot of a lot of centers <laughs> who are going to get me those rebounds yeah. um, through the list. And, and it's, you know, sacrifice a couple of things. You know, I sacrifice assists. I try to make up for that a little bit later. But, you know, you kind of kind of pick and choose. You're never going to be able to build the perfect team uh, just because yeah. everyone else is trying to build the perfect team. Right. All right. So next we're going to talk about fantasy strategies or, or draft strategies now i'm gonna let you guys in on all my secrets so you better not take them if you draft against me because that, that'll piss me off right <laughs> so and i i always draft good in like fantasy football so i i am i do believe that i could do i could really help you guys out on this i really want you to pay attention so some of my secrets that i do when it comes to drafting this is a, probably the biggest one is you have to look at the well basically you have to fill in the positions you're you're gonna. How do I explain it so you can understand it? I'm very curious to yeah. how you're gonna explain this. Okay, so you're doing a so, terrible job. I know. So in our league, right, we got those five main positions. So you're gonna right. fill in one of those first, and then you have the utility ones. So basically, once once you start, once you fill in those two utility ones with like the best players available on the board, then you have to look at those five positions again, see what position you have left, and out of those positions, you have to say, okay, which which one of these has the the largest tier player left? The, I guess you could say like the biggest gap of tiers. Um, the best way I could explain it is like I th- the way that I think people that'll understand this easily is with fantasy football and with tight ends because Kelsey and Andrews are like the best two tight ends on the board, right? But then there's like nobody even close to these guys. So if you get those guys on like one team, for example, there's going to be nobody left in that position to to catch up to you. You're going to have the advantage in that position. So does that make sense? So you've got to apply that with in basketball somehow. You have to look at the right. those, those gaps in tiers. And once and we've talked about that on previous ones, right? There's yeah. there's definitely a drop off in centers after the top three, where that you know if you don't get one of those top three centers, don't take a center in the second round. Maybe look in the third round because the difference between a second round center and a third round center is super, super thin. Mm-hmm. It's not worth spending your second round pick on a center uh, if 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 you can get one in the third that's almost identical. So yeah, I think right. I think that's kind of what you're saying is that yeah. look to see you know is it really going to make that big of a difference? I think you worded it perfectly. What, what, what's the gap look like? Right. You don't want to be left with that leftover gap, right? You want to try to go for those first players before anybody else has because you, you want to have that slight advantage in that, that position. So you have to decide, you know, which player is the most valuable in those positions compared to what you're going to be left with. That's, so we that's talked like, about, you know, the top, you know, four, number four, you're going to take Luca or, or Durant. But what if you're number 10? What are you what are you doing at number ten if if that's you then Ronnie? So the top centers are gone. You know, Giannis, Jokic, and Joel Mead, they're gone. Anthony Davis is probably gone. Because I think mm-hmm. centers is a good example because there's not a lot of the gap off between centers is huge. So you're not gonna get one of those top guys at number ten. Right. Um what what are you looking at at that point? Yeah, ten is a good number to start with because that for most people, that's going to be the turn too, right? So you're going to draft, you get a tenth pick and then eleventh pick. So you're going to, you don't normally have two two picks right there. So you have to fill in. Basically, you're just looking at like the the best players on the board. Like you don't, you're not looking at positions yet because in this league you have those utilities, just like most people have those utility spots too. 
So you're basically just looking overall who's going to score you the the most points. It's it's just that simple, you know. Like it, there's no other way I could put it because you're you're just drafting in order of what's <laughs> Guys, left, really. So you just, just draft yeah, the those, best players and win. Yeah, though, but those those <laughs> three spots are you have to fill those with the consideration of what if. So let's let's say if I'm tenth pick and I so I have had I don't even want to go like tenth pick. I want to say like like thirtieth pick. So when I okay. so when I do like if if you're tenth. You picked that spot, you picked eleventh spot, and now you're waiting all the way till your your next spot your next pick was just gonna be dirty, right? Right. Because it's snaked. Yep. So yep. then when you're looking at dirty, so you filled in two spots. You probably let's say you filled in your center spot and you filled in maybe one utility spot if you pick two centers. Um not likely. You're probably gonna do like maybe a point guard or forward, any position with it, really. So now you're looking at these gaps, you know, like what what is left where it's hard to me to say because I don't know what's going to be left on everybody's draft board. You just have to look at those gaps, you know, and if there's a, a, a big player where you could choose him and then you're going to have those, that big gap, you know, where you're like, you don't want to be left over with those players at, at the bottom of the board. Pick that one player. They, unless there's, you know, somebody else that's available that's going to score a ridiculous amount. I don't know. It's, I hope that's basically like the best strategy i use in football leagues and i i plan to apply that in the basketball league okay um i don't know that i agree with you a hundred percent on that and and the reason why is because a lot of these players play multiple positions so Mm -hmm. you know the difference in basketball is like okay i can't draft dak prescott and put him as my wide receiver well you can draft Kawhi leonard and now he's your shooting guard or your strong forward right he could fill either of those positions plus he could also be the utility guy so you have a lot more flexibility um so i don't think positions are as important Mm -hmm. outside of the center right obviously Kawhi leonard can't play center uh but a lot of these guys fill two three positions so you you can you can really just go with the best player and really not look at positions until probably gosh seventh or eighth maybe even later where you yeah. need to say okay well i haven't taken a forward at this point i've just taken a bunch of guards um yeah maybe you probably need to at that point but like i said there's overlap between guards and forwards so it's 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 weird i, I get yeah. what you're saying i just don't know how applicable it is to basketball yeah you may be right too but that's that's the strategy i use in football so i'm trying to apply it for basketball and i i do agree with you it is very more it's a lot more flexible in basketball where yeah there's Players play like three positions sometimes, you know, instead of the the one, like a tight end position. So yeah, maybe it won't work, but I'm I do plan on finding finding those All right. those gaps. I'm I'm hoping I, I can use I it. I look forward to beating you I, uh, with, with your strategy. I do I do hear your strategy though of maybe picking players that do play multiple positions and the the best players like just that have those multiple positions. So you could put them in any one of those gaps though. That that's a good strategy right there too. So I did a mock draft today, and I honestly can tell you I did not look at positions until probably the 10th round where I said, oh, crap, um, I need another forward because I've done a lot of guards and a lot of centers because I was going for assists and rebounds where my – it was a categories league. So those are the two I was focusing on. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I ended up a little bit short on guards, and um, it, it 
I ended up with kind of the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Uh, looking at my uh, my draft board here, but that's okay. I feel like that's okay uh, because I have some really really strong players. So my cards ended up being Dejounte Murray and Terry Rozier from the Charlotte. Uh, yep. Bobcats, not Bobcats, Hornets. Uh, and then I didn't take another guard until the. 11th round where I said, okay, I, I need more. And, and then I took Mike Conley from Utah. Uh, and then obviously at the very end, I took guy I've never heard of Carius Levert from Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I have really, really solid forwards and centers. So I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be in trouble, but you never know. So yeah, you are kind of proving my point. Like, so let's say, for example, do you, do you think there's not a lot of guards in the league and you maybe wish you would have drafted sooner in that position because there's just not a lot out there? And if you would have, then you, you would no, have had the No, I think the there's cream. a lot of guards out in the league. Yeah. I think there's a, a lot. But you know, in a categories league, you can't win all the categories. So I, I pick and choose which ones, again, based off my first round pick, which categories I wanted to dominate in. Mm -hmm. And and I kind of tried to then fill in around that. So it's a little bit different in a points league. Where you know you're trying to score points, and you can get points in a lot of different ways. So I think that plays a major role in it as well. I think guards are more valuable in a points league because they tend to score a lot more points than than other positions. Obviously, there's exceptions to that, uh, but yeah, I I I I don't know. I don't know what the best strategy is going to be. You kind of just have to let the the draft board help determine that for you, right? So your strategy was just to pick like the best player available and just just go with that, and then no, you just kind of ended no. up with like your your positions no, that you needed to fill later. The, no, I I I took Joel Mead, who was with my first pick. Mm -hmm. uh, I had the second pick overall. Jokic went first, and I he his uh, from a category perspective, he's really strong three throw shooter percentage, uh, rebounds and points. So then I looked at my second pick and said, okay, I want somebody that's going to overlap with that. And I went with Jante Murray, who has a high three throw percentage and he has a high amount of points. His rebounds are not very good, but his assists are pretty good. Yeah. So then I took uh, Sabonis with my third round pick because he has good rebounds. He has a decent three throw percentage. Uh, so I kind of built off my categories with with rebounds, assists, and points, and three-throw percentage. And I kind of built my team around those three categories. Then as we got later in the later in the rounds, I said, okay, let me get some assists. Let me add some more assists to this. And let me try to add some more you know, of this category where I have absolutely nothing so that Ugh. maybe I can kind of stay in the middle of the pack. Do you, do you think you're going to win? I'm going to beat the pants off of you. <laughs> in, a, in a categories league? I mean, they're two very, very different leagues. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like... It, you know, using your fantasy football analogy, if I'm playing a one point PPR league, that's much much different than where you don't have you know your points per reception. Yeah, you have to draft you. differently. So I, I I think it's hard to it's hard to compare the two honestly, uh, categories and and points. But you just you need to. I, I guess my strategy is stick with your – come up with a strategy and stick with it. Don't try to change strategies mid-draft because the draft board didn't go the way you wanted it to. Yeah. Um, I was just joking. That's not going to work out. I actually do like your strategy because, yeah, you are filling in those gaps. You're, you're making sure that your team average is as high as it could possibly be in all the categories. You're not just – going for like one certain category you're, you're going oh you're i going for the overall three average points, right yeah I, I have nothing for three pointers but yeah that's okay um you can't win all the categories yeah 
but I'm, I'm at least in this category. So like I'm, I'm, if I don't win rebounds, uh, looking at these other guys' teams, if I don't win rebounds, it's going to be a shock. Right. Um, I should win rebounds. See, and this is why I, I wanted to simplify it because there's just so many categories. Like there's so much research that you have to try to do if you really want to truly win. But we don't have the time for that. I just wanted to make it simpler. Simpler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you don't have anything else to go with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, my best Forrest Gump would be that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know. So is there any other strategies that you could recommend to people for their drafts or anything? Because uh, like, is there any, yeah. anything that I you realized like when you were, like when you were drafting, was there anything yeah. that happened where you like with your strategy, you know, going for, you know, the average of, of all the categories, was there players that you maybe skipped that you, you look later and you're like, you know what? I probably should have picked that guy, but I ended oh, up sure, not picking sure. him because yeah. I, I'm going for the average of categories. Yeah, let me let me look at the, the draft order here. So I, I had this number two pick, so that means I, I pick second in the first round, and then I don't pick till it was a twelve team, so I don't pick till eleventh in the in the second round. So a lot of good players went off the board. Ten players all together or ten managers? Twelve teams. Twelve, 12 teams, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so the turnaround was at twelve. Okay. Um so I I you know, I took the best player available at number two, and that set my strategy for the rest of the game. So mm-hmm. then when I get to number my second pick, right, I didn't want to com- go in a completely different direction. So just looking at some of the players that were taken, I took DeShante Murray in the second round. Uh, I was trying to take LeBron James. He he went the pick before mine. That was who I really wanted. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Rudy Gobert was available, and he would have certainly helped my team. But I wanted to make sure I had some assists on there. And Rudy Gobert is not a great three-throw shooter. So yeah. uh, his percentage, you know, Joel Mead is a great three-throw shooter. So that that kind of – I kind of went in that direction. I don't regret it, but that was the strategy I took based off my first-round pick. So, again, with categories, you really, really – your first-round pick – determines the direction the rest of the draft will go, I yep. believe. Yeah. I don't think you can mix and match too much. In a points league, that's not true at all. You can take the best player available that's going to score the most fantasy points for you right. and then worry about positions in the later rounds. Did you have any strategy at all where you just like, I'm going to pick this category that's the least likely category that anybody else is going to go for so I can make sure I get the most points in that particular category every single week, like free throws? Um, no, not, not a specific category. It was sort of a collection of categories. So I would towards after, you know, I got my, my core five, my top five, I was, I was kind of alternating between rebounds and assists, rebounds and assists and, and looking, you know, when, when players were fairly close, I would then look at three throw percentage is the next highest category that I was you know, trying to, to tee off of. Yeah. Uh, well, I should say points was the next highest one. So rebounds assists with whoever had the highest points in that. And then I would look at three throw percentage. And then I started looking at some of those other ones, right? If there okay. was a big difference in, uh, turnovers or blocks or steals, those, those were certainly taken to, into account, but typically, you know, there's not a lot of overlap there. Yeah. Someone's a defensive specialist, you know, Marcus smart went fairly late. Um, he was one that I maybe regret not jumping up a little bit sooner to grab uh, because he he is a a solid defender who gets a decent amount of assists, scores a decent amount of points. Um, The one that shocked me was John Wall, and I didn't take him. John Wall didn't go until the 12th round. I know you're high on John Wall. I'm not as high on John Wall. Uh, But, you know, I feel like he has a higher ceiling than the 12th round. I think Um, people don't remember him, so he's just going later. They're not thinking of him. 
Yeah, it's possible. I mean, he hasn't played basketball in a long time. Yeah, same with uh, Zion too. Like he, I'm, I don't oh, think he Zion should be as high. as late as no. he is right now. Let's see, Zion went in this mock draft. Let's see if I can find him. Like around a thirty-five range. He went in the fourth round. I'll be damned. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I took uh, Sabonis, Dejounte Murray, and Joel Mead before Zion was drafted. Man, I don't, I don't regret it. Uh, because again, uh, three throw percentage was one of my categories that I was striving for. And Zion is, is a dead weight on that category. Yeah. Okay. So here's another strategy that I use too. I always draft people that have been on the same team as they were last year. I don't, I always stay away from the unknown. Anytime a player has been traded to a, a new team, unless they're like superstars, you know, but then, uh, I always, I always stay away from those, those new you you have to have that team chemistry, right? So anytime that I see like no change on a team, and I I know those players are gonna be like somewhat exactly the same as they were last year. Like there's no been no big changes on the team. I'm gonna go for those players over players that you know are, are I'm told that they're gonna be good. Like Brunson, for example, being traded to the right. Knicks. I'm not gonna go for him at all because I have no idea what his role is gonna be. Some people may be like, well, that's a dumb strategy because you know he's. He's going to get a lot more points, you know, being a the true point guard that he is on that team. But again, team chemistry. There is there any? We don't know. You know, I'd rather go for someone, someone else. You know, like that has the chemistry. So yeah, that's that's another one I, that I have. I would say uh, similar to yours with that is right is injuries. Right, someone that's coming off of a, an injury year. How explosive are they going to be? You know, Amari Sotomayor had those microfracture surgeries and he was never the same player upon his return. Mm -hmm. uh, is Zion going to be impacted by that? Is Ben Simmons going to be impacted by you know, coming back from his injury? Uh, are they going to be a little bit more hesitant um, or, or is their explosiveness gone at this point? So yeah. those are all things that you should consider. I don't think it should scare you. Like, I, I don't think it should scare you away from drafting that person, period. But it's just something to know. If I'm drafting someone that has a high injury potential, I probably want to make sure I, my team isn't full of those. <laughs> yeah, right? You right. want to have a good mix of, of Iron Men versus Glassmen so that you you know that um, you're going to have a roster to, to populate every week. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to this draft. I, I feel like I'm going to do really good. I'm, I'm ready for it. I don't know. It's just I just can't wait. I'm excited. This is my first basketball draft. So I, I'm just, I want to see what my team looks like <laughs> after it. You know? Yeah. I uh, I I logged into the app and I saw your message, Ronnie. I yeah, I'm found part it. of the part of the club now. But yeah, it doesn't look like it's available on the uh, on the desktop. It's okay, weird. interesting. Okay, so yeah, that explains why only two people have viewed my big huge me message. To everybody <laughs> now yeah. three. Okay, so I want I want to go into FIBA real quick. Okay, we got a little bit of time, so let's. I just want to go over the results of FIBA. So. If you haven't been watching, this is this is an excellent tournament. I highly recommend it. This is the world tournament, right? So I wish more people would watch it and get interested in it. So we had in the in the finals, right? We had Germany, France, we had Spain, we had Poland. Those are the final four. Do you know who won any of these? Did you pay attention to any of this? I know that it happened <laughs> and that you watched it and said you wanted to talk about it, it but so we're not good. prepared to talk about it. Okay, well I'm prepared this time. So, oh, he's ready. Let's hear it. Okay, so first, um, I'm going to go over the final four out of all these teams. So I'm going to go a little fast. I'm going to try not to talk too, so fast that you can't understand me. But let's start with Poland and France. So they versus each other, and then Germany and Spain. 
Do you want to take a guess at who's going to make the finals? So out of Germany, Spain, Poland, and France? Spain and France would be my guess. Ah, uh, you bastard. You guessed right. <laughs> well, if France so, has Gobert and, and another top-tier NBA player. Who does Spain, and Spain have? Spain has... Spain has historically been good at basketball. Good guesses. Was it uh was it Manu from Spain? Was I, it the the Gasol brothers from Spain? I think you're right. Yeah, you're I you, Gasol. Yeah, I think you got it. And then so so Germany versus I did it. I did it, Ronnie. <laughs> so Germany versus Spain. I actually thought Germany was going to take this one because Germany looked really good and they got Schroeder and everything. So the score ended up being 91 to 96. Spain took that one. Poland versus France came up. I thought France was going to make this one because Poland, they kind of, they were, uh, they weren't that good. You know, they just kind of got lucky against some teams. So this one ended up being fifth. That's not a right score. It says 54 to 95. There's no way that was the gap. Was it really? That's what it says on here. <laughs> that's what it says. You did the research, Ronnie. You're prepared. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't actually look at that number. So that's crazy. That's a huge gap. So obviously Poland sucks. You know, so, so yeah, Aww. it ended up being France versus Spain. Um, do you want to guess who won the championship? I think you told me that Spain won, so I, I might know that answer. Was it Spain? You are correct. It was yeah, Spain. You, so you, you did mention that to me. So. Yeah, Gobert lost against Spain. So this was 88 to 76. And the trophy presentation was really cool. It was really cool to, cool to see like the emotion behind Spain, too. They're, I mean, they're, some of them were in tears and anything, just like, they won for the country, you know. This is the world championship. This isn't just like the NBA a national championship, which is really good, right? But I don't know, it's just something about winning for your country that that I really appreciated watching. And then um, they did the announcement. They actually had like the the All Star team. Like they picked five players in this world league, and they they did like the you know who's the top top five players. Do you have any guesses on any? Can you can you name? Well, Luca's certainly on the list. He yeah, had let's a, see if you can name three. Very he had a very historic FIBA series. It was talked about quite a bit. So Luka Doncic would be one. I assume that's correct. He did not make it. He did not make the team? I know. Oh I could have God, believed I it. feel like a cocky jerk now. <laughs> like, I assume. Oh, my goodness. I, I seriously oh. thought he was going to because, yeah, they were talking about how well he did. And they, yeah. they passed on him. I was like, what? Like, how is he, how is he not on the list? Nikolai Jokic? No, they passed on him, too. Right? Dennis Schroeder? Okay, so yeah, yes, he did make it. Schroeder is okay. one. Good job. Well, you talked about him a lot. I mean, you were you were talking about FIBA all the time. And yeah, he I was, was so I was good on Germany. He he deserved yeah. that one. And now he's on the Lakers, so I'm I'm really worried about him because of how how good of a player he looks now. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I, I honestly don't know if I could name another. There are two other big NBA players that. I think if you think hard, you could probably figure it out. Do you want to still so, guess or do you want it, me to tell you? Was Rudy Gobert? Yes. Nailed okay. it. Okay. And when you say big, you mean like big or like... Yes, also big, yes. <laughs> like well known. Okay, so another bigger dude. Big and big. Oh, it's got to gotta be Giannis. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So, that so far sense. we got Giannis, Schroeder, and yeah, Gobert. Those are like the main ones, right? The other ones that you right. might not know is Hernan Gomez. So these, these guys... So there's two Hernan Gomez, right? There's Pablo Hernan Gomez and then Willie Hernan Gomez. So they're brothers. One of them made it. It was Willie Hernan Gomez. So he got the MVP award and this and the All-Star 5. So he he's like the best player out of all these guys. And I'm like, who is this guy? So I, I looked him up and he plays in the NBA. Do you know what team he plays for? 
He plays for the Utah Jazz. Pelicans. Oh, the Pelicans. <laughs> I had a chance. I just so figured the Jazz traded, you know, and got all those players. It was yeah. a safe bet. But, you know, I, I hope I didn't just confuse him for his brother. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Pelicans. I'm going to uh, research it real oh, quick boy. just to double check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going by memory on that one. So so there's two teamings they made it. Hernan Gomez and Lorenzo Brown. So they both had double doubles and they they played insane for for Spain. So yeah, just just really cool series there. And uh, I I really wish that people watch this more too. Like I said before, like they they penalize you for flopping. How cool is that? You know, this is a yeah, that's really, really cool. cool league. So the NBA definitely needs to bring that back, <laughs> or, or or not bring that back. Yes. Start doing that. Okay, last thing I want to touch on is the the top scores for the league. So I want I'm going to give you one guess out of the I'm going to go over the top five. You can okay. guess who the fifth one is or who the top scorer is. You know him. Who do you think it was? Oh man, that's going to be. If a you had tough to guess one. any NBA any NBA player, <laughs> I mean, in the league. my guess is is going to stick with Luca. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you another hint. He was in the okay. top, the All Star five top five. Giannis. Yes, thirty three yes. points a game he averaged. Wow, Giannis then, is so. So dominant. Just, <laughs> it doesn't ridiculous. matter the competition. He just dominates. Right. Okay, so then there was Amir Hinton. Not sure who he is, but he's 26.7 points on average. So this guy is not in the NBA yet. Do you think that just being second in uh, like the World Cup, that there's any chance that he might be drafted finally? Because he was eligible for the draft if, in the year 2019, well, so, but he was never if, drafted. So he can't be drafted if he was eligible for the draft. Did he did he sign up for the draft? No, that's just, just it. Wasn't... Just said he was eligible in 2019. Okay, he might not. He might just be a free agent that could be signed. Right, exactly. So right. I, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, do you think? Yeah, so maybe I worded it differently. Do you think he's going to get signed by are, an NBA team? You are a free agent, Ronnie. Yes, exactly. You could be signed by an NBA right. team. Um, I mean, if he hasn't been, there's probably a reason for that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it, it's it seems like if 2019 he was eligible, that was you know several seasons ago. Um, he would probably at least be in the D League or the G League at, uh, or something. But probably, yeah. So no, I don't think he will. No. Okay. So there's also a guy named Shy Gilgius Al. Oh, Dash shy Al. guy. Yep. So yeah. he's 26.3 points per game. Okay, and the fourth is Luca, 25 points a game. So being that you're in this category, okay, so number five too, Brandon Davies, 24.3 points. Being that you're in the mix of these players with Luca and Giannis, do you think there's hope for these guys to be in the NBA now? Especially Amir, because he's not on a team. Yeah. I I don't know, honestly. It's The FIBA game seems like there's a lot of offense, maybe not as much defense as you see in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um so it's it's hard to say that, but you you would think I'm sure teams uh, scouts were there and and looking at some of these players that haven't been drafted. Uh, but a lot of it comes down to: Would you rather be a superstar in Euro basketball or the ninth guy on the bench in the NBA? Yep. And I think they choose to be a superstar in, in Euro basketball versus that. And I you can't blame them for that, right? Big fish, small pond sort of thing is probably a lot more. Uh, recognizable no more notoriety they probably get some some sponsorships and stuff like that uh, yeah. across the pond so i would say that's probably the reason why would be my guess but i i don't Possibly. know okay so there's, so there's two of these top five players that are not on an nba team 
Um, the uh, you know Shai is he's he plays for Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, Amir doesn't, and the other guy is the fifth player, Brandon Davies. He plays for Milano, what Italy. Is, what is the dude on Oklahoma City? What is he? What is his averages last season? Um, in the NBA or yeah, in the I, NBA. I actually don't have that. I'd have to pull that up. What was I don't his have name? A list. It's Shai Gil. I don't know how to say his name. I've heard his name before. I just don't know how to say it. It's either Gilgius or I. Th- I think that's how you say it, Gilgius. It's, How do you so spell so that? first name is spelled S H A I. Shay, okay. Yep. You, maybe you could. He has it's dash Alexander. So maybe if you just type in Alexander for his last name, but it's the other part is G I L G E O U S. Okay. Is that got it? Is that Gil Gilgius? He, he went. Yeah, Gilgius Alexander. Yeah. He played in the NBA last year. Uh, he averaged 24 points a game, five rebounds, five assists. Um, he was a first-round draft pick, so mm-hmm. that's a – I mean, yeah, he's he's a solid player. He's a solid NBA regular. Right, and he's right next to Luka. He's right next to Giannis. And then there's these two players that yeah. are not in the NBA yet. So should they be? I mean, I think they should because they're they're with this company. They They did this good in the world. Again, I, I can't stress that enough. This is oh, the whole globe, right, the best players still, in the world. It's, it's not the best players with the, in the exception world. of USA. And not just USA, but there there's other players that didn't participate in this. And you say not just not the USA. If you look across the league, most NBA teams are filled with US citizens, so that's a lot that's a big drop off. Yeah. You know what? It is the Euro Cup, so maybe it's the best in Europe. <laughs> I mean there was no on Team USA, were there any? I mean, there were some NBA players, but not not starters in the league. Man, I, I named off that league that team. Remember, like we were like, who are these yeah. guys? We we recognize yeah. like maybe one person. And um, let's see, this guy he went to college in Kentucky. His what team was he playing on? Uh, which one are you looking? The the, the shy? Shea Gillius Alexander. Yeah. Well, it says he's on Oklahoma City Thunder now. He was drafted by no the... no no. What 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 FIBA team did he play for? Oh um. What does it say that? It says he's... Hold on. I don't know why I'm not on that part. Yeah. Go back. You don't got it. Italy. Nope. That's Brandon okay. Davies. Sorry. It says it has a <laughs> USA flag. So... Okay. So he was born in Canada. So maybe he played on Team USA. And you just, just did... I don't know. doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Yes. My point is that he he is not considered a NBA great... So there was a lot of players. I mean, just look at your look at your ADPs for fantasy basketball. How many of these players participated in here? Right. So I, I think it's it's tough to say. Yeah, they did great with lesser competition. Fantastic. I just think but when you're in this company, that doesn't mean anything. You have some potential to do great in the NBA. So Shea Gillius Alexander, his ADP is thirteen. He will go fairly quick in the NBA uh, in fantasy draft. So he is a top-tier player. I, I take that back, all the Oklahoma City fans. I'm sorry. Sorry for dissing your guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Ronnie. It's FIBA. What can you say? Yeah, just... I'm, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay, just just curious what your thoughts on that were. So I'm, yeah, I'm glad no, we went I, over I, that. I think, I think Euro basketball is a very different style, and you see some of these players on these teams are... Would not be successful in the NBA, period. Yeah. So when you have Luca going up against those guys or or other guys, you know it it's going to be 
it's going to be a bloodbath. And Luca going against NBA guys is sometimes a bloodbath. He's a very talented basketball player. I just think it's hard to to translate that type of ball, um, you know, really well. Ricky Rubio was supposed to be one of the greatest, right? Yeah. And he was just an okay player in the NBA. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, he was a great point guard, I thought. And the like, out of all the other point guards in the league at the time, he was decent. You know, he he was like maybe tenth best. Wouldn't you say? Like, he was still one of the the better ones. When but he was with the Suns, just, or when he was with the uh, Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Or... Okay. He was okay I, in the Suns. I mean, he I never liked him. lived up to he never lived up to the expectations that he had. Right. Yeah, just the expectations. He I felt like that was the those. problem. Yeah. And did he play his rookie season? He played overseas still. And he didn't come to the Timberwolves for another year. Mm. I, don't, I, don't. I believe there was some some controversy with that, but it, you can't compare the two. I, I think it's tough to look at the results of the FIBA and say that that will translate to NBA success. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, we'll see how he does this year. I guess is it'll be a good a good litmus test. Shea was on Team Canada. Okay, he was on Team Canada. Yeah. He was born in Ontario, Canada, so that makes sense. Yeah, took me forever to just to find that though. <laughs> yeah, thank you thank you for finding me ronnie yeah. everyone was on the edge of their seat <laughs> trying to know which team he played for all right well we went way over the time on our podcast i don't have anything way else do you have time. anything else I have that you nothing. want to add no set set schedule your drafts for your fantasy basketball if you haven't drafted yet make sure it's scheduled uh the season starts october 18th yes got it yeah, guys. My I'm... calendar is still set for September. It really <laughs> confused me. I apologize. Uh, yeah, so it's coming. It's coming. Get your get your draft on the calendar. Get your teams together. Uh, there is a subreddit that is set up. If you're looking for a league, you're like, man, I really want to play fantasy basketball. Uh, go to reddit.com slash r slash fantasy bball. And one of the sticky threads there is, hey, looking for a team. You know, click on it. Find find some categories or find some point league that that meets your needs and join it. So. Get involved with fantasy basketball. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Check us out on Twitter, JNR Basketball. We have our, our phone number is posted on there too. If you want to give us a call, 602-935-8368. Leave a message. We, we might even play you on our podcast. We might, as long as you are coherent. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you, as long as you low, don't sound right? like me, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just <laughs> Do you want to tell right, them guys. what we're doing for future oh, yeah. podcasts? No. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned for future podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna have a couple different segments coming up. We're we're still kind of hashing it all out. The season's just around the corner, um, but you know, listen, listen, going forward, and uh, you're, you'll hopefully see some some familiar flows going forward as uh, as we polish up our uh, podcasting skills here. Yes, one of our main goals is just to update you on all the news and updates in the league every single podcast. So be ready and for the that drama, the NBA drama yes. as the NBA world turns. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Yep. Thank you.